Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Matt Mitchell, the running editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, so this week on the show, I spoke to David Kilgore, who is the sports innovation manager at On Running. David has really managed to build a life around running, and in addition to his role heading up On's growing trail running team, also happens to run for them professionally himself, which puts him in a pretty unique position I was curious to learn more about. I caught up with David a few days after his debut race directing, another hat he's recently put on, to chat about a number of things, starting with his own story. We talk about falling out of love with running earlier in his life, how moving to New York City on a whim reignited his passion for the sport, climbing the ranks at ON, and what managing a team of athletes looks like on a day-to-day basis. David's perspective as a player coach, if you will, gives him a pretty rounded point of view on the sport of trail running as a whole, and I think this conversation offers some valuable insights into where it's headed, or might be. But before we get into that chat, though, I do want to take a quick minute and encourage you all to check out our Blister membership and all of the benefits it offers, including access to all of our flash reviews and deep dives, personalized gear recommendations to help you find the right pair of running shoes, discounts on a bunch of really sweet products we love, and a whole lot more. So check out our Blister membership via the link in the show notes. Also, if you've been enjoying the conversations I've been having on the show, please do us a favor and leave us a rating or review. Little things like that go a long way in supporting the podcast. Okay, let's get right into my conversation with David. All right, David Kilgore, welcome to the show. Yo, thanks so much for having me on, man. Super appreciated. Yeah, of course. Uh, So there's a lot of things I wanted to talk to you about, but I think a good starting point might be to ask you about an event that took place a few days ago, uh, the Hudson River 50. How did you fall into race directing and uh, how'd it go? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I fell into race directing. It's something that I think every runner probably gets uh, pretty passionate about over the years after you've been in the sport for for a little bit of time. Uh, But something that's been playing on my mind, I would say, especially the last couple years. Um, But it's one of those things, especially on the trails, I... You know, I've run a magnitude of trails over over my life now, and I get super stoked and want to share those with other people. Um, so this is kind of like what this was birthed out of a little bit. But I first started working with uh, uh, another race group entity called Trials and Miles, um, and so we're partners uh, on a few different races. And we kicked it off with uh, a 5K. We have a 5K on the beach as well that happens each summer. We've done that the last few years. And then we were basically uh, cooking up some ideas and came up with uh, the Hudson River 50, which uh, is a trail race in New York City's backyard, which is super sick and exciting. How did you like walk me through that process? Like, how do you kind of go through like permitting and like setting up a race like of that scope? Yeah, man, <laughs> there is uh, a million and one things to do. I'll tell you that. Um, so, so honestly, yeah, that, that is the first step that kind of initially kicks it off is one, having the idea having the scope of what the route and the course will be, and then reaching out to, to entities. Like, uh, for example, we reached out to the New Jersey, like Parks and, Parks and Rec, um, and worked all through them and basically permitting certain sections of this trail because, and that's also what uh, I would say makes this trail a little bit more complicated, I'm sure, with other ones. But it goes through different districts, and then also it runs through different states, technically. Uh, but we cut it off before it uh, actually hit back into into New York. Um 
So yeah, that was kind of that's how it kicks off is uh, getting all the permits approved and making sure that we were good to go on that front, just so we could make sure we could actually do the event. And then after that, man, it's wrangling all the other uh, miscellaneous pieces like hiring uh, ambulances, police to be on hand, volunteers. Make sure you like have the court, all the safety protocols are in place, and uh, all the above. You know, all the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So take me through your day. What was race day like? Was it kind of like a relief or was it you were just like running around the entire day yeah it was a mixture man honestly it was a little bit of relief because i feel like especially like leading up to the 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 last few days leading up to the race it's like anything else um i feel like event wise you put something on you put all the pieces in place and then always without a doubt like 10 fires come up right before race day or right before the event day and you're just like oh no and so you're like running around and scrambling and um i feel like always before any kind of event that i've put on it's it's usually like, I just want to get to the start of this event. Um, and cause that's when I feel like a lot of the fun, fun happens, even though, um, you're running a bit around on course as well. Um, so yeah, man. So basically I feel like the actual like fires and the, the chaos were happening a few days before the race, but then actually on race day, moving around on race course and making sure everybody's like in place, feeling good, feeling comfortable. But I feel like by that time, everyone was kind of like locked and loaded. We have, we had our plans in place and, uh, everything was pretty, pretty solid, especially with having the the trials and miles guys cooper and dave on my side as well so uh a full team definitely helps uh and especially our epic volunteers that were out there all day and like this hurricane that actually came yeah i was gonna say i so the weather was like manageable oh my god man we were we were looking at the weather probably about a week and a half out just being like oh my god this is probably we're like praying that it didn't hit on that day and it hit exactly on the race start time uh, so when we were putting up tents and like even the arch at the start of the race, uh, we were having to have like people like hold it down. Uh, I feel like we're on this like crazy epic like like journey um, just the morning of because uh, there was like 40, 50 mile hour winds like coming through and a ton of rain at the start of the race. It made for some epic, epic vibes for sure. But even the night before there was like storm surges and stuff. So we had to divert part of the course, which caused an extra like four or five hours of us being out on the course and remarking stuff and kind of doing a little bit of a pivot but honestly man the the day of even though it was a crazy crazy stormy and rainy it was definitely put a little um you know through a little wrench in for just like afterwards hangouts because we like rented like food trucks and like had like music and all that fun stuff and everyone was just like freezing cold so kind of dipping out but uh but the vibes were there during the race and uh, a ton of like cool content and a lot of cool like you know just event pieces uh were in place which is cool yeah how important was it to you to have like an event like this on the east coast uh because you know i think nationally there's definitely a bias in the trail running world towards like races in um you know colorado and california and i think the east coast doesn't get as much love as it as it should honestly um how how much did that play in yeah um I think it plays in quite a bit. I mean, not not only it being on the East Coast, but also it being near like such a metropolitan area um, is something that both me and Cooper and Dave um, all spoke about. And it's something that just like really inspires us. And another reason why we wanted to put on this race is like, like when when is a trail runner ever going to get the excuse to come to New York City really to actually compete in a competitive race? Um, and so that was something that we're like, hey, we want to put like, one, the East Coast, like, more on the map, have this, like, really cool epic hard race, but then also show, um, and that was the review across the board, honestly, that people were coming after this race. They're like, we thought this was going to be, like, a groomed bridal path. They're like, 
dude, this course is gnarly. They're like, we can't believe this is like right across the bridge from New York City. Um, so that was kind of like what we wanted to show people. And that's what we wanted to kind of like put out there into the world and super sick to, to watch it come to life for the first time. So hopefully that just attracts more people to come visit the, the East coast. And that's something again, that we're, we're trying to build up in general too. So in the next year, if we recruit more talent, we're, you know, we're doing athlete highlights. We'll have like podcasts and like live broadcasting on hand, um, excellent prize purses, um, and just a really like kick-ass experience overall, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. How did you end up in New York City? Because I know like when I, you know, did research for this podcast, you're always like one of the names that comes up when I, you type in like, you know, New York City running scene. And I'm curious about like how ultra running in particular um, is like represented in New York City. Man, so I actually came to New York City, not really, I would say even an ultra runner at the time, or just starting to kind of like get my chops in there or discover it myself. Um, so when I first came to New York City, I actually, uh, I met my girlfriend who's now my fiance. She uh, she finally put a ring on me, you know, so I got <laughs> that going. And, but yeah, I met her and actually I just moved in with her right away. And um, um, we've been together uh, now for almost, and been in the city for almost seven years. But New York kind of, I feel like, turned me on to running in a, in a whole new way, which is really cool. Gave me like a whole new unlock. Um, I feel like I was like in a very like competitive space for a while in my running, um, just through my, I guess, like more younger years and stuff like that. And um, kind of being in New York City, it's just what New York City is, is a huge melting pot. And that includes the, the running world as well. So there's so many different things, uh, great community uh, of running just circled around it. So there's like beginner runners, intermediate, uh, you know, semi-pro, pro, um, ultra runner, trail runners. And so kind of being in New York City, I feel like it rewoke my my love for running um, through all these different avenues and outlets. And kind of when I was rediscovering that love, I found a new outlet and that was like running further uh, and also running on, on trails. That was something that was always like fun to me. Um, so kind of when I was like playing with all these new avenues of running and new avenues of people, when I first got to New York City, I feel like it kind of just like awoken all these different, uh, you know, attributes to running to, to me as well. And, uh, but the, the ultra running and trail scene is, is definitely uh, a bit more niche, I would say in the city, as you could imagine, um, just cause there's not like a, a ton of avenues to, to do that unless you are driving out of the city pretty frequently, but it is here, which is cool and exciting. And there is uh, a ton of really cool and rad trails that aren't too far away. You can get to some really cool stuff, at least like 30, 45 minutes outside the city. Nice. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, I want to know like how you got into running in the first place and how you've kind of managed to really like build your entire life around it. Yeah. So, um, so I first got into running. I, again, I feel like it was almost a, a fluke accident when I was a, a young kid. Um, uh, I ran this random meet. It was uh, called the Hershey's Track Meet. I don't know if you ever heard of that one like back in the day. I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. No, I've heard of it. I, I, I'm not sure if it exists, but it's... Uh, I always think of like the chocolate when yeah. I hear about it. So yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And I was just like in like classic, I was like in P class and stuff like that. I was always just like a sporty, sporty dude um, in, in general, just playing a lot of different sports growing up. And, and yeah, uh, I was like fast kid in, in PE class. So my, uh, my gym coach kind of like recruited me. He was like, Hey, you should go do this track meet. Um, I did it and I did like really bad <laughs> in the race the first time. And that kind of kicked me off into just wanting to, I'm like, wow, this, that sucked, like not doing well. So I just kind of got really inspired and, 
Um, I've always had that competitive edge and just like it's really excited me with whatever I've been doing in my life. And so I just started training a little bit and as much as I could. And uh, my dad kind of brought me brought me into it because I was the first runner, I would say like a official runner in my in my family. So we were just like, we don't we don't know what this is. And I started running with him uh, every now and then. And um, yeah, randomly enough, I was in a in a gym uh, when my dad was working out, I was running like a mile or two or whatever I was training at the time. And some lady saw me on a treadmill. Um, and she was like, Hey, like, you know, little kid, like you look great running. Like, um, I want to introduce you into this, to this, uh, this cool program that's locally here. And it actually happened to be, um, my high school coach, uh, Doug Butler, who has the, the longest like lineage of like winning state championships and, uh, stuff like that in the state of Florida for cross country and track. Um, so again, just, I feel like super, super blessed and lucky to, to be introduced to, to him. And then, um, also it kind of like led me into getting into, uh, the high school that I got to go to, which was awesome as well, which helped me, helped me, I would say like academically and just like built me into, to more of my career, but really performance wise and feel like getting me into running, that was kind of like the steps. And then I fell in love with running more as I, as I did it. And I felt like just like being competitive at it and stuff like that, you know, initially. Yeah. Did you run in college? I did run in college. So I ran at three colleges. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, sir. I ran at uh, University of Colorado in Boulder. And then I ran at the University of Florida in Gainesville, Florida. And then I ran at uh, Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Those are serious programs. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a rowdy time. It was a rowdy time for sure. I, uh, I enjoyed all of those programs. It was so cool actually to look back on it now to, to get such a diverse um, – you know, web of colleges throughout, throughout my time, um, in college. But yeah, it was an interesting path. And I think most people have interesting paths in, in college uh, or that time in their life. So it was definitely a cool time of just discovery and like what I wanted to do and, um, figure out like what I wanted to do with running in my life and stuff as well. So it was cool, man. But, um, but yeah, all very competitive programs and all very epic programs for sure. What are, I guess some of the pressures of like running at a program like Boulder, you know, which is like books written about it. Yeah. So honestly, I never felt too much of a pressure like going in. I think I felt more of a pressure actually when I got there after I wasn't doing as well <laughs> as I uh, yeah. as I wanted, or I was starting to struggle a little bit more. I think uh, again, I was I was pretty lucky and blessed on on how how seamless almost like running came to me for such a long time, and also I think it was. Um, a lot to the way my, my high school coach, coach Butler kind of like brought about running. It was, it was always structured in like hard work, but there was also like tons of layers of fun, uh, which I think always comes along with like high school sports, which is cool. Uh, but then kind of going into, into Colorado, even though I still had a deep passion and stuff for, for running and, and a love for it, I think it became more layered in of being like, Hey, this is like definitely like a full time, like very, very like serious thing. Um, and people were next level committed, um, to, in different ways that I never thought were, you know, that, that I expected, um, which it definitely leads and breeds, uh, crazy success at, at these places. And, um, but yeah, I, I just don't think some of those things, I guess, like fully linked for myself and, but yeah, man, there's definitely a lot of pressures, especially like being there after a little while and you, everybody comes in as like a state championship or a national caliber athlete and and then after a while you're just kind of like you know you're duking it out with with some of your teammates and uh 
being competitive to try, to try to make the team. But it definitely comes, there's definitely comes layers of stress to it. Um, you know, just wanting to, to build up your scholarship. And ultimately, that's kind of like why I left Colorado. I originally came from Florida, uh, grew up in Florida, and went back to the state of Florida just because I was unable to basically like earn enough scholarship money uh, after a certain amount of time. And I was going to have to start paying some some steep bills. And uh, I was like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go back to, to Florida so I don't have a big college debt. Um, but yeah, man, definitely some pressure comes along with that, I would say. Yeah, that out-of-state tuition can get uh, pretty steep um, from what I know. Um, yeah, and they say like, you know, you're a, you're a student athlete, you're a student first. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, no, nah, I came here to run and like, I'm kind of like, I'm on scholarship. So they're technically kind of paying me to run yo man i i completely feel that uh, i mean i think every college that i went to was based on going there to be an athlete uh, even though of course i knew in the back of my mind that i was i was there to also get an education but ultimately i was like hey i'm going to attend this school because i want to be a, a a fantastic athlete you know right so what'd you do after college because you said that you kind of uh that moving to new york city kind of reawoke running for you uh did you stop running after after you graduated yeah, man. So I think, uh, and again, it's uh, to each their own. I think, of course, those programs are very, very highly successful. And um, um, there was definitely different like highs and lows that I had in all of those programs, which were cool. I, I don't think uh, it full like, I guess my college experience didn't fully like, uh, feel like jive with me physiologically. And also, I guess, like mentally, maybe. Um, so kind of when I when I got out of school, I, I was like, I think I'm I think I'm kind of done, you know, like, uh, hang them up. I'm up. I was like, I'm time to hang up the shoes, you know? And, um, I was like, so I was like, I I think I want to just like discover something else in my life and figure something else out. And I just like, I don't want to run myself. Um, I don't want to to work in running. I don't really want to be around it anymore. I was like, I think I'm just going to chalk it up and go, go to the next step. And so I kind of worked just like a plethora uh, of odd jobs. And I was like car camping, like out of my car for like six months and cruising around to these like really cool outdoor areas. Um, I've always just been really, I feel like attracted to the outdoors, especially like later on in life. I think uh, like even in high school, we got to train a lot like on trails and like outdoor spaces and stuff like that uh, in Florida and grew up doing a lot of outdoorsy things, especially like later on in high school um, in Florida as well. And that, those things kind of always attracted me. So I was just going to these big like wilderness areas and just like working all these different types of jobs along the way. And after about six months of that, I was kind of a uh, lo- lonely boy, uh, just kind of like hanging out with myself uh, a lot of the time. And I went back to Florida for a few weeks and then actually landed a job shooting uh, for Marathon Photo for the Boston Marathon start line. And at the time, I was kind of still just being like, hey, I don't know what's next in my life. Uh, and I drove up to, to take the shots from Philadelphia because I flew in there, uh, rented a car because it was cheaper. And um, actually, I met my girlfriend uh, along the way and crashed at her house with a, with a group of friends. And that's kind of how I ended up in New York City, actually. And I just kind of like stayed with her afterwards. And I've been living in New York City ever since. And even at the time, Molly, who's uh, who's my fiance now, she she knew that I kind of like ran a little bit, um, but just like dabbled in it. She didn't know that I had an extensive background, I would say, in, in running previously. And so she would be, I would say, uh, not only New York City, but uh, her as well to be a reason that I actually got back into running because uh, she kind of like threw me into this race. And um, it was a Brooklyn Mile race. And she didn't believe that I could run under five minutes for a mile. 
And, uh, and, and yeah, so that kind of just like re-sparked me, I feel like, um, doing that and then just met a lot of the community in New York City. Did you have a background in photography? I really didn't at the time, man. Um, I was actually just like, luckily as well, I was in these beautiful, iconic places. Um, so the person that helped me get the job uh, was a friend from, from high school. Uh, and she was like, she hit me up and she was like, hey, we're in like dire need of like another photographer. And she's like, I've been like following your like social media and you have like really dope photos. And I was like, well, dude, that's like sick because these are just like gorgeous places. And I'm just like hitting them with my iPhone. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, um, and, but she was like, yeah, if you basically like are informed about this camera uh, and you can figure it out, then you can, you can get this job. So they're going to call you tomorrow for like an interview. So I got on the call and like studied this camera. And then I was like, yeah, like I could do this. Let's, let's ride with it. Uh, went up there and shot a bunch of photos and uh, kind of got into a little bit of like the photography and film world after that. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. Damn. Yeah. Just fake it till you make it. Hands down, man. You got to. <laughs> All right. So you are living in New York. How did you get uh, linked up with On Running? Yeah, man. So actually, so then it was a, it was a little bit of a, a web of like photography and film work after that. So I was still kind of doing a bunch of odd jobs um, within New York City at the time because I was still just being like, I don't, I don't know what's next. Um, and then my, my uh, girlfriend or my fiance's father um, he actually works in the, the film industry. And so he's like, I have this like super dope um, opportunity if you want to come like work on this film set with me. And it was on some like really like high class film set. Uh, his name's Tim Mativier. So he's like shot stuff like The Joker, uh, The Hunger Games. So some like really oh, cool. like top level stuff. Um, and so I got to go on this film set and I worked um, for about seven months to, to start off with um, on this project called Castle Rock. It's a, it's a Hulu um, original, so you guys should check it out. It's based on like Stephen King novels and stuff. It's pretty cool, actually. And um, so I did that for about seven months, and then I actually worked in the field for about two years or so and started kind of just like sticking with that, and I, I dug it quite a bit. And in between that, um, basically because I was like contracted on jobs, um, I would have like a mega amount of like work hours, just like working like steep, steep hours each week. Uh, and then I would have like, like a month off or something, which was, which was dope. So then during that time off or wherever I had like a day off every now and then people started like reaching out to me again or friends from, from the past. They're like, yo, like we have this like cool thing. Just, I feel like everything comes through New York city, you know, they're like, we have this like cool running event that's like happening. Do you want to just like show up and like hang out and all this different stuff. And then also, uh, Molly, she works for, for Nike as well. So she was kind of like pulling me into to some avenues as well. Um, and just like going to events and like hanging out with more people in the community and stuff like that. So kind of just like re-sparked my love again for it, man. Um, and once I kind of just like found, I feel like more love in, in a new way for running or started looking at it in a, in a different way too. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to refocus some of my energy on being back in the running world and the sporting world. I'm really excited about it again. And and yeah, so I kind of just started searching for jobs in between jobs uh, in film and found the on uh, tech rep job uh, that covered New York City, New Jersey and eastern part of Pennsylvania. What was that experience like? I, I used to work at a running store and, and we would have tech reps from, you know, on and other other brands kind of come in. Uh, did you enjoy that lifestyle? Because I know you're just on the road a lot. Uh, but you develop these like really cool relationships with these like mom and pop shops. Uh, and it's like a very valuable part of the running industry. 
Man, I loved it, and I, I and I completely agree with you. That that role is so valuable. Uh, it's so so valuable. It's just like you're making like true genuine relationships, not only with um, you know these these local retail shops, but also with the the surrounding communities and all these areas. So it's it's really like you're you're the face of the brand on the ground, and it's it's super cool and it's it's really fun. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and honestly, like being on the road um, a bit didn't bother me as much. I was just like. Honestly, working in film, I, I loved working in film, and I still love it quite a bit. Every now and then, if I have uh, any kind of downtime, which is pretty minuscule nowadays, but uh, um, every now and then, I'll get pulled on to, to day playing, which is basically going to work on a film set for a day or two or prepping gear or stuff like that. So I definitely enjoyed it, but also the, the hours that I worked were just like so beyond anything that I ever worked. I was working like 18-plus-hour days like all the time and uh, on a very consistent basis. So just even traveling and being on the road, I was like, hey, this is like, this is rad. I still get to go home. I still have like some time in the, in the evenings or um, and stuff along those lines. So I feel like honestly that chapter in my life gave me so much more appreciation and I feel like also gave me so much more like high energy um, at different parts of my life because even, even now when I feel like I'm doing something really cool or I'm just kind of run down, uh, I'm like, dude, I've only still been working like 14 hours or something. And this is like something super, super dope that I'm like super jazzed about. So it's, it's uh, definitely not, not a bad thing, but I, I love the role. Uh, long story short. <laughs> yeah. I mean, working on those film sets and d- pulling like 18 to 20 hour days is like perfect ultra training. So <laughs> that's probably how you evolved as an athlete. Dude, hands down. Honestly, I, I was still in really killer shape over those few years. And I was barely, I wasn't running that much. I was running like 20 to 30 minutes a day. Uh, just cramming it in. <laughs> just like cramming it in, like flying out the door on lunch break, sprinting back to get back and like throw back on my gear and change some clothes real quick and then eat on the on the set for like five minutes. And then, but yeah, uh, and I was, I, was, I was still staying in pretty good shape, but I think just being on my feet, um, all those hours definitely translates quite a bit. Yeah, I know some like ultra runners that have had success, like their day job often like includes just long hours on feet, like working at a grocery store. Uh, I like was never more in shape than when I worked at a running store and it was just like walking around all day. Just builds that those like small muscles in your feet that keep you going. Dude, hands down. I completely agree. Which, which running shop did you work at? Uh, San Francisco Running Company. Dude, heck yeah. So rad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, the the glory days. So, all right, how did you fall into running professionally for on then? Yeah, man. So I think uh, throughout those throughout those years, so I started to to get more into running again. Um, just being in New York City, um, and then kind of I, I think so. Like one of those things, like the grass is always greener type of thing. Um, so then I feel like I always had an avenue, even when I came to New York City at first, um, and I was able to kind of like run every now and then but then for those like two two and a half years when I was working in film it was like I wasn't almost allowed to run um just because I had no time at all um so then I was just like whenever I had like a break I was like thinking I was like I can't wait to just go out for like an hour run like on a trail or something and like have the time like this is gonna be so fun so I I think it just kind of like built up after that and then when I got the the tech rep role I just started to to run a bit more again and to to train and when, when I was doing that, I started just kind of, uh, it really started off with uh, jumping back into the New York City Marathon uh, for the first time. I was like working all week, like 
really heavy. I was like the only person at the time, like in New York City, basically. So I was like facilitating like all these like crazy things that were going on in the city during the week. Uh, and then like all of our like founders and like um, key stakeholders of the company. And especially I was like a young person at the time and also very new to the role. So I was always just kind of like, oh my God, this is like sort of like nerve wracking. Like I want to do like this like crazy good job and like all this stuff. So I was doing that, but I also signed up for the marathon and I ran a pretty, pretty good marathon at the time for doing all that work and stuff. I think I ran like right under, I think I ran 228 or something. And luckily enough, uh, I don't, I don't want to like throw, throw any names under the bus, but I, I beat one of our athletes. Uh, oh, there you go. So it was, it was, uh, it was a good showing, even though the athlete is definitely a very way better marathoner than, than I am. Uh, it just was like the, the draw of the cards. But after that, I kind of didn't pitch myself as an athlete, but we had a few different, um, basically like campaigns coming up and I was like, yo, I can do this campaign. And that sounds like really exciting for me. Um, and at the time I wasn't as like well traveled as a, as a person. So like any kind of travel, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm jumping at the bit. I want to go places. I want to see things, you know? And so that's kind of how it led to that. My first big like campaign or like stunt, I would say, uh, with on, I did a, the double marathon, the two times Rio marathon for our double layer chew. It's our max cushion chew called the cloud stratus. And um, so went down there and did that. And then I think after those two things and then started doing pretty well in the, the trail and ultra world also like professionally and stuff. Um, then I, that led to uh, me pitching myself also as like an athlete and signing a contract as an athlete as well. And then I know your role on like the marketing side of on also advanced, like, similarly right like you went from being a tech rep uh to getting more involved with marketing yeah man so i went from being a tech rep uh originally to um getting more involved uh on the marketing side so i I became like the marketing manager uh mainly focused around community um in new york city uh for i think about like a year and a half or two years and then at the start of this year uh elevated my role again and now i'm in charge of our our trail ultra team for like our sports marketing, sports innovation for around the world. So pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I want to talk more about that because like, I think you got into on at like the right time because since I've followed the company, they've like, you know, skyrocketed in popularity. And I know you guys went public like last year. Yeah, man. Last September. It was actually, a, I think it was September like 12th or something, September 10th. Okay. So tell me like, what is your like day to day like responsibilities like as like the athlete manager for on's uh trail and ultra team man there's a there's a magnitude of things so it's uh first and foremost it's it's definitely you know managing the athletes so they're always like reaching out to me um with different needs wants and um ideas so any way to to really facilitate those so it's uh, it's a magnitude of projects that they're, they're wanting to do and um how i'm how i'm helping elevate that and connecting them with the the right people and play within the company to, to make sure that's happening. Um, and then it goes to even, uh, you know, basically like the, 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 the backroom stuff, paperwork. So like ordering product and uh, making sure like race counters aligns, building out uh, big plans. So for example, just built, basically built out a, a future planning the last month, basically up to 2026. Wow. Um, and then it's also a, a ton of just internal meetings too with, uh, uh, different team members and um, all that stuff to make sure all this stuff is built out correctly. And then I also feel like um, since my time at On, which which I definitely love as well, um, the company is very, very entrepreneurial. 
Um, and I'm someone I feel like who definitely thrives in that, that atmosphere. Um, so I feel like I'm always like, you know, pitching projects, um, doing other things and kind of like hopscotching into different departments as well every now and then. Um, so I feel like there's a, there's a magnitude of that stuff too, which, which I kind of like, I get off to a little bit on too, just because, um, every now and then I think I bite off a little bit more than I can chew. And then I'm just like, ah, you know, like stressed out and all that stuff. But for the most part, I, I feel like it's a, a very exciting avenue just to, um, just fully well round myself as a person and as a, as a person in the company or just like in the industry, just so I understand how all these like multifaceted things are, are working. And then I can easily like kind of like jump in if I either need to help somebody or if, uh, if someone's overrun and I just need to facilitate something myself. How do you go about building a trail team? Did you, you, did you inherit athletes or was it kind of like a from the ground up type deal? Uh, so I did inherit some athletes, but I would say it was a mixture. So um, there was a few athletes that we had on hand previously, but also in my old role, kind of like going back to me hopscotching around. Um, since I was so like well-informed in the area too, I worked with some of our sports marketing team before to kind of like aid to, to bring in some of the athletes that we already had on the team, even though it wasn't technically my role at the time, or I didn't even know that it would one day be, be my role or be a role. And, um, but for the most part, it was currently before this year, it wasn't a structured team. Um, and now it's more of a, uh, actually like team atmosphere. Uh, and we recruited quite a bit more athletes and also kind of are having more of a well-rounded plan, like moving forward of like how we're building out this department, this team and this vertical of outdoor in the company. How much of it is like recruiting athletes versus, uh, runners like pitching themselves to you? Dude, honestly, that's like the the hardest part. Honestly, for me at least, uh, I I get so my my most passion in life is just stoke. <laughs> to be honest, like if someone comes up to me and they're like, "Yo, like this is the craziest thing. Like we got to go do this together." I'm like, "Dude, I'm there. Like let's go." Uh, I just like want to go experience and and I have fun just like feeding off the energy of somebody who's very excited about doing whatever they're doing. And so I think the hardest part for me is especially recently, I think we've gotten a lot of traction um, this year as a, as a trail team. Uh, I've gotten a magnitude of people and really good people um, reaching out to me. And I just like envision like all the things that these people can do and how I can elevate them and how the company can elevate them with the resources and all these different things. But then it's like really kind of like, and that's why building out these like long-term plans is really important and kind of like having this vision so it's like, hey, actually, it's like, unfortunately, even though like, I love this so much, um, you don't fall exactly into place. But it is kind of a mixture, man, um, of I would say it's mostly people reaching out, um, actually, at this point. But uh, it is also seeing like a few different athletes and kind of like, whether it's internally, or even in the, the outdoor market through other athletes that I know, I'm like, hey, do you like, do you know this person? I, I've heard through the grapevine. And it's mostly just friends from just being in the, the world myself. Yeah. I'm like, hey, like I heard this person's like contracts ending or this and that. It's like, um, are they interested? Are they kind of like shopping around? Because sometimes, of course, it's like awkward. You don't want to like, feel like you're like poaching people or doing anything like along those lines. So it's just like kind of being like, hey, if they're asking around, like would just like love to have a combo with them. And if, if not, then cool. They can keep rocking on. I'll see them at the races. But uh um, so it's kind of, I would say a mixture of if you see some like really like special athletes that you're like, Hey, they would like fit really well into what we're trying to do. Um, and then of course, sometimes it's just like, 
athletes coming in that are just like, you know, right on the spot that you're like, wow, I wanted to reach out to you, but you just reached out to me. This is fantastic. Right. And I imagine it's like kind of a balance between like performance and their ability to tell like a unique story. Cause that's like, that, it, like personally, those are the type of like individuals I gravitate towards and like follow. And I'm, I'm wondering like how cognizant you are of that. Um, like an athlete's like marketability. Hands down, man. That's something that uh, I really try to put at the forefront of everything. Um, Cause honestly, it's like, you definitely need, I don't want to like go too far down, I guess like the social media route or the, the non like athletic part of it. Um, just because we are recruiting athletes to, to perform at a really high level. So that has to be like kind of at the, the fr- forefront of everything. But then also I think it's like, Hey, not everybody is going to be, you know, the Michael Jordan, the Killian Jornet uh, of, of the sports. Uh, that's a very, very rare person that you probably are going to be lucky as a company to randomly stumble upon. Uh, for the most part. And um, so there's other people like within the sport you, that, that we're looking for. It's, um, I would say as a company, we're looking for, of course, like heavy hitters up front um, to, to knock it out of the park, to get top three at a lot of these like big time events. But then I would say a lot of the, the other roster, the deeper part of the roster, it's like, hey, it's like if you're like a top 10 type of person, top five type of person at some of these like big competitive races, but you have like extra layers of like, something to offer and that goes for like these top tier aaa people too um but that's what i always talk to all the athletes about it's like hey like um even though i guess it, that's whatever it sounds like but our one of our slogans for for on is dream on so that's kind of like what i approach a lot of the athletes with it's like hey what's your biggest dream um and like how can we like what's something that you're already doing it's like hey matt like you're like hey i got this like really dope podcast i do all these like really sick gear reviews it's like sick, like, well, how can the company on top of like paying you to race super fast, how can we elevate this like platform and how can we give you more of a voice um, on something that you're already like super stoked on? Um, and that's kind of like how we're working with a, a ton of our athletes. So we're totally, totally cognizant of it. And we're like searching for athletes like that all the time. And hopefully it's just like athletes that are bringing um, not only their, uh, their passions to the table, but a, a widespread of passions um, to the table. Are you excited about like how the sport of trail running is like being able to like sponsor more people now? Like, do you see this increasing? Like, I don't see the trail running bubble burst anytime soon. Um, And I think it like that's reflected in, I guess, like your, I guess your, your job, right? Like to grow ons running team, like things have to be going well if you're able to do that. So I guess like, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't really a question, but I, I, I think I'm curious where you see the professionalization of trail running going. Yeah, man. I mean, um, there's, I mean, there's billion dollar companies built just around like the outdoors. And I, I know there's like tons of different sports that go into the outdoors, but definitely trail running and hiking and all those things are a part of that. Um, so I think the business opportunity is there and it's, it's already been like highlighted by a few key brands. Um, so it's like, Hey, like there's like market share there, there's money there. How else can we really like blow up this sport and elevate it to, to something special? And I think that's kind of where we're at now. And I think a lot of brands are kind of like fighting for that or searching for that next big, big moment, uh, to kind of like help monetize and elevate the sport. Cause that's the main thing. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I'm definitely on the side of, you know, being an athlete and being like part of the community and the culture as well. And don't want to be like, hey, we want to like build this up so it completely changes the face of like what we're doing as athletes and like the culture of what it is. 
but also at the end of the day, this this sport needs to be monetized or it needs to, to have better systems to be able to follow along with these athletes um, to generate more revenue just so we can pay for, for the athletes to actually do what they do. Um, and so I, I totally see this continuing to, to escalate. I mean, honestly, right now, I think, I'm sure people have used this um, example before, but I think right now, honestly, what trail running is and ultra running is, I think it's kind of like on the brink of like what surf culture and like skate culture is. Like it's has that like that, that gritty, like kind of like edge to it as well, um, even though it's like very professionalized um, or starting to become very professionalized. So I think it's just kind of just at its tipping point, but I think it's going to like blow up in the, the next handful of years to, to something really extremely cool. Yeah, that's a really good way to, to characterize it. So on the on the like gear side, are you still involved with input into On's trail running shoes, like the design? Yeah, man. So honestly, that's uh, one of the coolest parts of the job, I would say. So um, technically, the way we structured um, some of our stuff at On now, so I'm te- technically actually linked in um, under the same same uh, like job title um, as the, the product and the, the innovation team. So we're all a part of the innovation team. And, um, and so, yeah, get to work hand, hand in hand with those guys. Uh, pretty much, I mean, I would say daily, but probably it's probably like every other day uh, I'm communicating with a lot of those guys. And then on top of that, it's not only me, it's um, just being a part of the company, um, but also all of our athletes. That's something else that's very special about On is we're developing product for, for our athletes and they're, they're really getting to, to be hands-on with, with what they're doing and how they're developing the product. So it's, it's definitely really cool. What are some models that excite you? Yeah, man. So honestly, we have um, a few different models um, that, that are out now. There's a few I definitely can't, uh, can't talk about. Uh, Fair. Keep them under wraps and a few different uh, things we have coming up. But uh, things that we were showing off just recently at uh, UTMB, we had a really epic booth at UTMB um, and showed some of our athlete-only product. Um, so we have a shoe called the Cloud Vista. That's one of our fan favorites, um, I would say, just across the board of our athletes. But we have an athlete-specific version called the Cloud Vista Speed. Um, and there's certain just, like, uh, intricate changes in there, like the, the composition of foam and yada, yada, yada. And, um, and so that's a huge popular one. And then a new one that, uh, that came out is the, the cloud venture peak three, the athlete edition. Um, so that's going to be an update to our cloud venture peak, uh, coming out to the, like inline to the, the public as well. But the athletes have an athlete version currently, um, that's getting a lot of love, but, um, actually the cloud Vista, the cloud venture peak three actually might be my my favorite it's a little bit more aggressive still has some nice cushion though and um the grip is like real nice were you over uh at the utmb series this year yeah man so i was actually over there um we actually went to to headquarters with one of our athletes um zach fredley he's an adaptive athlete super rad dude um it's making waves in the scene and um, opening up new doors for all types of athletes so it's really cool what he's doing uh but went over there to to work in the lab with him because we're developing some some sick new product with him and also um, did a little bit of, of a highlight uh, on him leading up to UTMB. So went to Zurich beforehand and then was over at uh, UTMB about a week before, just running around with all all the other pro athletes and uh, linking with all the other athletes and managers and agents and all that fun stuff. And then, um, and then yeah, was there for the big shebang at UTMB. So it's cool. Yeah. What is that like? I haven't made the trip over there, but it just seems like a, a gathering of the entire trail world it, all in like one little valley. It it really is, man. It really is. I was over there in 
when was I over there? I think uh, June um, to, to kind of scout some stuff out and set some stuff up for our activations at UTMB um, beforehand. And it was, I mean, it was super, I mean, Chamonix in general is like a super rad town, especially if you're in the outdoors. Um, but they, it was just pretty low key. And then when I showed up, even the week before, it was just like, like every avenue that I felt like I walked down, I just was like, yo, like, I didn't realize you were here. There was like somebody else there. It was just, dude. I, and I've been to a few of the, like the premier, like uh, big, like European races, um, and this is still just like next level, especially the start and the finish of UTMB, UTMB. Um, there's like, it's packed with like 20,000 like people, like in this like village. It is like next level nuts. But it's so cool, man. It's, it's exactly what the sport needs. And if we're able to highlight more of this stuff, uh, people are really going to like get on board with it. There's people like lining the mountains. It was actually broadcasted for the first time on a, a French television series this or television channel this year, which is really cool. And then even um, I brought some of my friends who are uh, in the bracket of being like influencers, like in New York City, that uh, work alongside with On as well um, as like partners. And so I was like, guys, you gotta like come check this out. And so even like some of those guys, uh, one of my friends that was there, he has like a connection with Tim's, like the Boots. And he said, like, one of the, the founders or, like, the CEO or something was, like, hitting. He's like, dude, like, where are you at? Like, I've never heard of this. Like, this is, like, the craziest thing I've ever seen. So even, like, I would say, like, companies like that, it's, like, um, just, like, kind of, like, broadcasting it to new channels and new people is really just going to, like, you know, put trail running more at the, the forefront of all these things. Because there's already events like this happening that are just, like, so beyond, like, epic. It's just, like, crazy, you know? Yeah, I think another aspect that, like, helps – kind of publicize that a bit is just how good the live streams have gotten. Um, my friend Corinne Malcolm, uh, like broadcasts UTMB every year and every year I'm just blown away at like the, the like footage they're able to capture. And, you know, they have like dudes on mountain bikes with GoPros, like following the lead pack. Uh, and it's cool cause you don't have to like fly to Chamonix to watch. Um, and it's just like, I think if we can get more races with live broadcasts, I think that'll help the sport tremendously because then we can just watch from our couch. Dude, a hundred percent. I think, uh, and I think, I think the sport is heading in such a cool direction, man, on so many different things. There's like, there's like big, like world series, like UTMB, um, having like a complete world series. Now I think it's like super epic. The golden trail world series, uh, even like races to, to get to Western States. I feel like are getting built out a little bit more, but it's really even like having these like set, like almost seasons, so you can be like, hey, we can follow along our athletes. And it's like really like having like to build a fan base for these athletes that are competing. And you can watch it like through all these like live streams throughout the year of all these races happening around the world. It's super, super cool. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's like a year round thing, right? There's not there's like not really an off season anymore. And I think that helps. Um, so before I get you out of here, I do want to ask about uh, Forest, which is I know a brand that uh that you started and it has a very intriguingly vague description uh, as a creative company inspired by running. Um, can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, man. It's a, it was an idea. Basically, we we're still playing around with it a little bit. Uh, but basically, it's um, yeah, it's a company to, to build out products and to, to tell more stories around running. Uh, but through, I would say, more like interesting pieces and interesting product. Um, like, for example, one of the first things that we did within the company was we, um, me and my buddy, uh, who originally founded it, uh, we 
uh, partnered with a, a pretty big brewery in New York City called Hudson Valley. And basically, we, we made a, a beer, um, which, you know, runners love beer, uh, yeah. kind of infused with our, with our own touch and made some really sick artwork for it. Uh, and then had a really rad, like, kickoff event and um, some storytelling pieces around that. Um, so that's kind of, I would say, like, overall with the, with the, the highlights of the, of the company is. But it's really just kind of like generating, I would say, very unique product. But seeing how like it ties back to running, but overall, I think it's a, a creative avenue for for me and my buddy um, and one of our new partners um, to yeah to kind of like spin the webs and spin the wheels and um, you know put some like cool stuff into the world without um, making it I would say like just like too traditional or like seeking to be like hey we want to just like always like make t-shirts or we always want to make like this I think it's just more of like a kind of like a creative like avenue of you know kind of making whatever you want even one thing we were just like talking about like making some furniture specifically like for runners and like how that would uh come to fruition so i think it's just like looking at like really creative like interesting angles of uh what we're interested in um and also kind of just like implementing it and trying to find those like red red dots or the red thread back to how it links to running what advice would you give to someone looking to try and like build a career around running, whether that's like running professionally or just like getting into the industry? Yeah, man. I mean, um, I think I think with anything, I think you always have to realize anything um, that you want to be hyper successful in is always going to be a grind. So uh, even if you're super stoked and uh, passionate about it, it's, it's going to be a grind or there's going to be avenues of it that you're like, this isn't the funnest <laughs> But also, I think it's finding those avenues that are the funnest um, and that um, really just like get you going. And that's that's kind of another thing that I feel like I always talk about with uh, with on and that some of the people that they've recruited and fostered at the company is I think they've done that really well. It's not only that they, they find people that are extremely good at their job. I feel like they find people that are extremely good at their job because instead of always giving 100 percent everybody's willing to give 130% because um, they're just so stoked at what they're doing uh, that they never want to like let off the gas basically. Um, and it definitely like, generates like so many different um, really cool things that happen. So that's what my biggest piece of advice, whether you're in running, whether you're in something else, is just really finding what makes you super stoked and gets you out the door each day. And you're like, hey, I could, I could do this even if I was like working 24 hours straight. And I'm still going to be jazzed, but a little tired. Um, and finding that passion and kind of uh, just trying to, to lead with that. Because at the end of the day, I, some of that stuff, it might not make you money right off the bat. But eventually, if you keep knocking on the door, you'll find a, you'll find a way in to, to make it work. And uh, you'll be super stoked that you did. I think that is a great note to end on. I have no, no follow-ups to that. Uh, thanks for chatting with me, David. Well, heck yeah, brother. Thanks so much for having me on. That's it for this edition of Off the Couch. Thanks to David for the conversation. Thanks to Justin Bob for producing this episode. And from everyone here at Blister, please take good care of yourself, keep moving forward, and we'll talk to you again next week.